Welcome to another episode of My Hope is Built On with your hosts, David and Dan Ziegler, a show about real people with real stories answering the question, what is your hope built on? May this week's episode bring you some hope. So <laughs> welcome back for another episode of My Hope is Built On. And today we have a new, uh, our new guest are Matt and Wendy Thrush. W- welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. <laughs> so um, one of the things is uh, we've known Matt and Wendy for quite some time. Uh, actually, we met Wendy a while uh, ago when we were, my wife was hosting um, a boutique out of the home. And uh, I think that was when we started actually uh, knew, met you, Wendy. I, and maybe right. we met you before that too. With Marty. With, with Marty. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it was around the boutiques. We got to know you guys more, more closely. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about yourselves, a little bit about your family and what you guys are up to and, uh, and get us started. Well, um, Matt and I have been married 42 years and we have three beautiful children, adult children. Um, and, um, we've got quite a testimony because I feel that in the world sense, but as Christians, we've been tested in quite a few areas of our life. But um, I was just reading to something to Matt, because we're studying the book of James right now in Monday Night Study, that um, I've been referred to as a Jobess, so mm. the female Job. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, where God, um, let's see, God purified Job right? Job glorified God. Hmm. So that is pretty much um, my testimony is in all the things that I've been through. My hope as this podcast today is that we continue to glorify our God. Hmm. My hope does come from. Hmm. So, but we have three beautiful children. And back in 2002, I went in for a simple surgery in a dermatology office in Santa Clarita, where we lived for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And um, the simple surgery turned into an emergency situation. Mm. And um, I awoke in the local hospital with 42 years lost of my memory. So our children at the time were in elementary school. Um, and uh they, I walked them to school that morning mm-hmm. and they came home that afternoon and learned that their mom would not know who they were. So um, we, as a family, and that was in February, as a family started a new life uh, with the Lord, Matt especially trusting the Lord each and every day. Um, because it changed, as you can imagine. Yeah. They no longer had a mom walking in the door um, who knew them. Um, and they remember the mom that they walked to school with that morning. So it was really hard for them to comprehend the trauma and sure. uh, the situation. Yeah. So, so, Wendy, how, how old were the kids at the time? Would they have been at that when you're... Yeah, Brandon was uh, about 12. Okay. And then Ryan was 10, Mariah was 9. 
Okay. Yeah. So this is a pretty young age. Very young and very impressionable. Yeah. So we didn't really understand what was going on, much less trying to communicate it to three pre-teenagers. Yeah, exactly. It's And there's no like reference book to go to that says do this, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm did. sure that their expectations couldn't have been, uh, you know, they're, they're just wanting to go talk to mom as, as mom, exactly. you know. Yeah. 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 So. And it was so sudden that there was no preparing any of us for anything to, you know, set up anything or to prepare, you know, get family involved or anything. It was just that afternoon I had to call him up and, and went home and explained to them what was going on. And the first right. thing he wanted to do was see Wendy, obviously, and she yeah. was still in the hospital. Right. So I prepared them for her and prepared her for them because she didn't know she had kids. Yeah. She didn't, oh. she didn't realize that she had kids. So Wow. It was a very um, different kind of a day. I could only yeah. imagine. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but you still had, so you had memory or recollection for the first 42 years of your life pretty much then? No. No, she no. had nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. It was a clean I, slate. I didn't even know who Matt was. Really? <laughs> wow. No. No. no wow. The only thing she does remember, and this is a really a critical part of our testimony, mm-hmm. was that I went through and called her brother to try to see if his voice would you know, do some sort of remembrance for her. I showed her pictures of the kids, showed pictures of us together. There was no, um, you know, nothing obvious that she was going to remember. So one thing she did is she looked down at this bracelet that I had on my arm Mm -hmm. and she says, what's that? And I said, it's a bracelet a friend of mine gave me. It's WWJD. What would Jesus do? And I said, do you know who Jesus is? And she says, yeah, he's my personal savior. Oh, wow. Um, the only thing she remembered was that wow. Jesus was her savior and, and that nothing else was going to get in the way of that, you know? So wow. it was just such a great sort of start to at yeah. least, okay, we have that. Yeah, you got now a foundation. Now let's build from it. Yeah. Right, right. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That is so cool. So well, when I hear that he'll never leave us, I believe it. Oh yeah. You know, and that's amazing. I was, and I had actually had a friend, his father was, is going through dementia and, you know, he, he doesn't remember anybody, but he can remember who God is. He remembers all the old hymns. He remembers, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, those things are just as pure and true to him today, but anything else you couldn't, you couldn't get him to remember, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's in, the, the Holy spirit is real. And that's what's oh, so important in the conversation is how real that Holy Spirit, that gift that he gave us is. And uh, uh, the kids have heard me their whole life. You know, mm. that um, the same spirit that lives within yeah. me raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And it's powerful. So, yeah, it is. It is. Well, okay. So now you know, we're talking about hope and we're talking about uh, what is our hope built on. And at that time, it's clear that you, you, you kind of had to reestablish, uh, you, you had your foundation in Christ from this point, right? Yeah. But now you got to, it's not even just rebuilding a uh, hope, it's rebuilding a whole life again, in terms mm-hmm. of regaining some recollection, reforming your relationships. I mean, so there's a lot of things that have to go on. Talk to us about what that journey kind of looked yeah. like. Well, you know, the next day they physically said that she was able to leave the hospital. 
Wow. So she was released, you know, wow. there was no reason to keep her. And because there was nothing they could do in a hospital for any treatment or anything else. So it's like, so I had to tell her, okay, I'm taking you to this place called home that we've <laughs> now had for years. And so I, you know, we drive up to a house that she doesn't recognize that I look at and I know every inch of, and, right. and she walks in as sort of a stranger to the house, to us. And her obviously looking at this, trying to figure out, you know, what what is this place called home? Yeah. And also at the time we had started installing a swimming pool that mm. we were in the middle of doing and the contractor had walked out. So we had this massive hole in the backyard with no concrete, a little bit of rebar and just, you know, chaos with the dirt around it. Right. So I was trying to explain to her what that was on top of it. Mm. And it was a it was just a challenging time for sure. But then I also had, we had to like, why did we marry each other in the first place? What mm. was the spark that created the love that we had? Now we had to reinvent and reignite that spark in her because yeah. I hadn't changed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I wasn't even sure if she was going to love me again, or she was going to look at it and say, fresh start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked you, know. you yeah yeah exactly and, and me being somewhat of a good-natured cynic you know I, I tried not to take advantage of the situation either you know yeah, which yeah. was challenging sometimes because I am you I, had fun I had fun with it yeah yeah, yeah. You know. well you have to right yeah yeah, <laughs> you make yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't you remember you did the cleaning and cooking every right. day. Yeah. Well, the first movie we had her watch was Overboard. Yeah, see, that's what I was Russell thinking. Hunt, just to give yeah. her a clue, you know. Uh, I knew Dan would relate to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think too it 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 really helped to have Matt um mm. as my husband and God knew because he has a sense of humor. Yeah. So where some might find it to be harsh and rude it really helped myself and my kids yeah see that there is humor to life and yeah. even although this was tragic and extremely traumatic if we truly trust and find our hope in him then we have to see things in that light where things are going to happen and yeah. sometimes they're bad and it's tough and it's like, I can think of a situation that happened, though, is just one of many, because it would be so difficult in the time frame we have here today to explain the little things that happen along the yeah. way. Yeah. That, um, but one of them was, I'll explain one, and maybe it might trigger some more, but Mariah, our youngest, who is our little girl, mm -hmm. um, she had a situation where she uh, was in a lot of pain hmm. and um, she was struggling and she was screaming on the couch. I didn't know how to use a phone. Hmm. I didn't know how to drive. This was the day after she came home. Oh, yeah. wow. okay. Wow. I was, so I worked in the studios mm -hmm. and I also worked on the side for some celebrities and I was doing a party because it was right in December, right before Christmas. And I was doing a party for this comedian and Shaq was going to be there and other people were going to be there. And I had to leave the next morning to take care of this, you know, commitment that I had. Yeah. But I had to leave her home for a period of time. 
And right. in that time frame, Mariah developed this pain. So wow. And Wendy didn't know what to do, you know, to be able to not only help her daughter, but what to do next as far as the process needed. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So it was really, you know, there was just times like that where I still had a life that I had committed to. Uh, you know, I worked in the studios for 40 years and um, it's a pretty big commitment. You know, they don't like you to be gone too much. Right. So, um, so I tried to keep that level of commitment to the studios as well as the day by day, step by step rehabilitation, rebuilding of our life, as well as be a dad and, you know, do homework and try to get some food on the table and, you know, all that kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So watching and building her life, their life continued. My life continued. Yeah. And we, they needed to see that consistency. I hoped out of me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I think, you know, one of the things with Mariah in adding to the story is she, she had this pain and um, this will kind of put it in perspective for us. She had this pain. She was lying on the couch. She was screaming. I picked up this thing. She said, this is a phone. Use the phone, you know, and uh, I, we have, you know, how you can press the the buttons on it and it will redial and it will write it will call yeah. a person. Right. So it started calling people and people that came to our Monday night Bible study, you know, were all, started answering on the other end and my sister and they didn't know really what had happened to me. So I'm like, hey, is Matt there? Um, and perhaps my my words weren't as eloquent as they are now, articulate. <laughs> and um, I was just trying to find him, you know, yeah. because I had this little girl who was screaming at me, <laughs> who I didn't know who it was, but she was yelling at me. Yeah. And so in that turmoil, I was hanging up on people um, looking for this guy named Matt, who was supposed to be the guy that brought me to this place that now we call home. Yeah. And so Mariah in the heart and heat of all of it, in her frustration and hurt and pain said, where is my mommy? My mommy would have known what to do. Uh. And I think back on that and still it breaks my heart to this day because it is truly that hearing that now, but knowing I was going through it then, but as I share the story now, it still breaks a mother's heart. Yeah. And because I didn't know where I was, you know, yeah. I didn't know who I was hmm. and I could, and, and that was also a real interesting where they let us go from the hospital. Um, uh, when you think about situations, he had a concern about that people growing concern that, uh, you know, of me being at home and, and being with children. And so the cool thing, God was in every part of this, is I was really active in the PTA at the elementary school. I was a PTA president. And, um, and so the community started stepping up administrators, wow. teachers, wow. Um, food, food, neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. people, people just Cash really rolls. started to step in and really envelope our kids in God's love. And some of them, as we have talked, some of them, um, you know, 
perhaps didn't have the same faith as we did, but they had that community love that I think will cut through all. And um, we had food delivered every day it's until like stone we had fire a, every other day. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah, good <laughs> and then that was kind of scary because I didn't know who anybody was. Yeah. And then Matt wanted to keep consistency going with our family and our children. So we had had a youth group at our home with Young Life for years. And we tried to keep that going. And that was just too much stimulation for me. But we did have it for a month after. And kids were coming in. And, um, you know, I just sat there like, oh, my gosh, who are these kids, you know? Um, So and then we had our Monday night adult study that continued to meet at our home. And and, um, so, again, you know, I developed mobilities where I would um, rub my hands if I got, I still do it, extremely stressed or, you know, like um, cricket. cricket. We called this the cricket. <laughs> but you develop, you know, and I've met people and I've watched people with um, who are losing their memory or um, they, they develop mobilities and you'll see that. And so, cause I didn't know at the time, I didn't know how I was going to be used because I didn't even know who I was, yeah. but I've seen now um, how God has taken this in our family and he continues to use it because the, the, I think the, the biggest thing that our family has that a lot of people don't is we have a good communication. Yeah. 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 So, you know, what's interesting to me is, as I'm listening, one is you pointed out a couple of things that you could see hope you had hope in the community of people that surrounded you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people do show up and they can bring hope to people that are going through d- difficult times and difficult situations. And they show that up in, in the fact that they have a genuine love and compassion for somebody else. Right. And so that kind of hope does show up uh, on display. And obviously it, it showed up on display in, in spades with you guys. You guys got to see it in a panoramic picture. Right. You, you saw a lot of that. Um, how long did it take? before you, you know, again, really kind of got your, your bearings and started knowing who you were and, and really, and reestablishing your relationship with one another and all that kind of stuff. How long did that really take? You know, I saw initially when, you know, Wendy is very outgoing. Yeah. You know, the the analogy we use in our relationship is she's the kite and I'm the string and (laughs) together we work out really well and you need both things to make it work. But everybody says, let's go fly a kite. Nobody says, let's go fly a string, you know. (laughs) And yet the tension between those two things is what makes that a successful thing. So Wendy being outgoing was always the kite in our relationship. And in the beginning, right after that happened, um, she wasn't who she was before because she was trying to sort of regroup and figure out who she was. So I watched about a two-year growth process for her to become more comfortable with the instinctive things that were coming back to her, you know? Right. And so really it took about two years for her to get out and to, you know, have that independency that she always has had. It's one of the things I love about her is how independent that she is and was. And so when that began to, you know, become apparent all the time, 
mm-hmm. it really made me feel like okay we've we've gotten through the worst part of this and now we it's just a matter of you know starting life again which we have done you know obviously since then but yeah it was about a two-year span really for okay. her to get comfortable you know and and a lot of times people think too and it, and Matt, I know you've you've followed Christ pretty much the bulk of your life, and 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 same thing with you, Wendy. Is that? But in the midst of all this, just following Jesus doesn't mean that life is simple and easy. Uh, that we still don't get faced with adversity and difficulties, right? Right. And so, why these moments were challenging for you? I mean, you got to have. I mean, one of the things that we do on here is is admission. You know, there there's arguments with God in, in these moments too, isn't there? And sure. and I mean, and I'm sure you guys had to have a man. I'm sure you had to have a Lord. What what am I to do? You know, it's kind of like those crying out moments. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was, we you know you you go back to that word hope. Yeah. And, you know, hope is just reaching out in faith into the future and praying that you're going to have the solutions when the moments come up. And, you know, I just read something that said that time is measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. Mm-hmm. And that's so true because all we did was live it moment to moment, literally. Yeah. And then how God shaped those moments was we just pulled from what we used to do before. That's why I thought the consistency of our Monday night Bible study, our youth group, all the things we did would like plant seeds that had made our life work so well before that it would then sort of regrow and being a landscaper, I have that sort of analogy of life is that you just keep planting seeds and let God do the harvest. And, you know, I learned a long time ago to get out of the way of those things. And so all we could do was try to do what we had done before and sort of repeat the same pattern of life that we felt that I knew worked so well for us as a couple, as well as parents to three wonderful kids. So, you know, the hope that I had was just that we could more or less duplicate um, the time in his word, the time together, the time it, you know, with our church and just the people surrounding us with um, the same sort of like-mindedness that we have. Yeah. No, that's good. Matt, I have a question for you too. During that time, um, I mean, did you have anybody like a mentor or anything like that, that you were kind of talking with that? Oh, yeah. Follow you along with that. Yeah, I had um, two different men specifically. One of them was a solid Jewish friend of mine. (laughs) And the other was our pastor. Mm -hmm. And I I got wisdom from both, you know, one obviously directly from the word, one from just an amazing, you know, amount of wisdom from his mind. Right. But yeah, the the. I was always going, I would, once a week, I would meet with the pastor and, um, and we, I would just explain, okay, here's where we are right now. What do we need to do next? Yeah. (laughs) He would guide me to scripture. You know, he would come to our Monday night study. He'd pray for us, obviously. And yeah, that, that sense of mentorship was incredibly valuable at the time because I do have a tendency to be sort of a lone wolf sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that, you know, the wolf loves the lone sheep. So yeah. I have to watch myself with that, and uh, and I and I have to reach out to people. Wendy's was and still is much better at reaching out to people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's a guy thing or what, but uh, yeah. I do hear that a lot. That sometimes men get more into the moment of being an independent spirit. Yeah. So right. fortunately, I did have people in my life. You know that Good. I was reaching up to. 
and they weren't reaching down me. They were just explaining to me, you know, like, here's what we can do for you. You know? Yeah. 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 That's great. It was awesome. Yeah. I could imagine. So So we know that the story doesn't end with just a memory loss. There's some other things that have happened in your guys's life as well along the way. Uh, talk us through the, some of the things, some of the other things. And the reason it's just so important, I think, is again, because these are those moments and I always call them altar moments where you can go back and you can see God, where you praise God for bringing you through that storm and you built that altar and you, and you, and you worshiped him for that moment. So that when you hit the next cataclysmic thing in your life or the next crisis in your life, you can look back and say, hey, he came through for me then. He's going to come through for me again today. So right. t- talk to me a little bit more about some other things that you guys have gone through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was not when, when I lost my memory, I wasn't able to, of course, use any, anything in my life prior that, um, had built Wendy up until that point. So my nursing was out the window. Um, I, I used to, um, we used to have an Amway business and Mm -hmm. a successful Amway business. And, um, so I had built a cosmetology business. So I had makeup and line and design, and I would help women who had diabetes or they had different, different things that uh, elements that were, they were struggling with and I could come in and help them dress and, and people that would not go to a Nordstrom counter or um, a makeup counter and they felt awkward to do. So I walked into their homes and I helped them with their image. And then on top of doing that, I helped them with their image in Christ. And um, so I built a business that way that I couldn't go um, back to. And so we had friends of ours who um, met, who was one of the elders in the church that we were going to when the kids were young and growing up. And he came to us and he saw Matt and him saw that I was getting a little fidgety. And so he had seen, she was getting better. Yeah, I was getting better. <laughs> and so he had come to our house and had suggested he had lived in Texas and they were going to fairs. And he was one of those entrepreneur guys, um, just a, a just an all-American guy who stood in a line in Texas and wanted to see was that what was at the front of that line that was drawing so much attention. Hmm. And he found out that they were roasted almonds. And so um, back then, when I didn't know and had nothing to go to, um, John had come to us and said, why don't you guys take up roasting almonds? And why don't you guys, you know, um, take this business model that I've created and and then look at this for yourself? And I, you know, was looking at John because I really didn't know him. And Matt had, even though they both had you know, 30 years of friendship, I was like, this guy, I don't know who he is. Yeah, he was a shark to me. So so, he would sell you something you already owned. Yeah, exactly. He's a nice guy. He would enjoy the process. Yeah. So we, um, we in 2006, because this happened in 2002. So in 2006, Matt and I started a business called M&W Gourmet Foods. So we are doing healthy snacks because one of the things that Matt also introduced me to in the process of getting better um, and also our children being young and athletical, 
was nutrition and mm. good eating habits. So um, snacks be, were important in our family. And so um, I did, even at the time, I I started doing research on the, you know, on the business of snacks. Yeah. And so I realized that we could probably do something there and create an income for our family. And then Matt and I, when we were in the Amway business, we started in Santa Clarita, a crown ministries that has now gone to multiple churches. And um, we were very fortunate to teach on the area of finance. Right. So we um, started looking at our future. So we had had all of these, it's just great stepping stones that happened along the way that, um, and God was in every part of it, you know, creating the hope, creating the future. Um, and plus, you know, Wendy loved to cook. Yes. And I love to eat. So it was like this really great combination. So what better way to start a new business than in the food industry? Right. And so that's, I had actually gone to a concert up in Nevada and it was a large concert and they had different booths that sold things. So I went up and was talking to one of the vendors there while we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. And she had told me they had been in Yosemite the weekend before the next weekend they were going up to Oregon. They were just traveling, you know, doing different sales of their products and everything. And I thought, you know, if we ever chose to retire and do this, we could travel, make, sell products and be able to take it with us wherever we wanted to go. You know, like, like a carnival kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That might be fun to do. So all these things kind of came together at once and we just took the plunge, decided to do it. And now it's been 15 years and the business is thriving. Um, we so cool. took it into the studios and now do craft service for TV shows. That's so wow. awesome. But I think the thing, and I really want to give him, cause he was really instrumental too, was Brandon had a friend. I started making granola <laughs> yeah. for all the kids in the neighborhood youth group, but just the kids in general that our, our front door, I learned after memory loss um, was a revolving door. <laughs> People were in and out of yeah. our home and our home was the place that, everyone kids especially came to and felt comfortable and um and and that that still makes my heart feel good but morgan um was a friend of brandon's i won't mention his last name but he um he's a celebrity now and we're really proud of him and his achievements but he basically said to me mrs thrush why don't you sell your granola mm-hmm. and um so we started like just doing taste sampling and test sampling and realized with the almonds and the granolas we had something so that's in june so we'll be celebrating 16 years june um 2006 we opened m and w nice that's really cool yeah yeah it's just amazing to see how god works isn't it 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 is yeah yeah you know so our time is coming close here and i wanted to kind of ask a couple questions you know so i'm thinking about 42 years being erased. I'm thinking about rebuilding a life, if you will, because it is rebuilding a life because you forgot everything there was. Uh, Rebuilding a marriage, you know, um, rebuilding your motherhood. Um, And maybe one for both of you is just this, is just 
One is uh, somebody that's listening is, is going to say, you know what, I, I'm at a place right now in my life. What would be, and, a, and it's a dark place. What, one is, what is your words of wisdom to them? And maybe what is your words of encouragement to them as well? I would say right now, turn off the news. <laughs> but seriously, there's just so much negativity out there offering a diminished view of hope yeah. versus an embellished one. Mm. And I have never followed the world's perspective of the news. I've all, I've read the word. I've made, I think, good choices in my life based upon counsel on what I've read and just my own instinctive things that I believe he's led me to do. But I have not followed what the world tells me, what their priorities are, what their agenda is. Yeah. And it sounds almost like you're, you know, in denial but there's so many things out there right now that are competing for people's attention and um, sure. and it creates such fear in their life and fear and hope aren't going to coexist very well. Yeah. So I, I would say if you feel that way, get around some better people, yeah. get around a better source of influence. I discontinued the paper. There's just so many things out there that are vying for your attention find a better source. I mean, I open the word and I just read so much promise, so much hope for any future. Yeah. Not a specific future for a time or a person. No. It's the future for all of us. So yeah. that's yeah. the source. Yeah. yeah. No. And I think I want to add, and I know there's so much more I could say, but I've been volunteering for an organization in Santa Clarita called Circle of Hope. How appropriate mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. And Matt and I both have gone through cancer. I've gone through it three times. He's gone through it once. And I think um, I would just say um, that I've learned that Matt's taught me this very well. The end of yourself is the beginning of God. So when we're able to meet to just um, humbly recognize that our hope is in the Lord and um, and and nothing we can do. And he's shown this to me yeah. because he took away my memory. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I don't want to say he did that because there was many things that led to that point, that dermatology office appointment, but he was there, never left me and mm -hmm. has walked me through so many different areas. So it's just ironic that the name of the volunteer place is circle of hope. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like circle of life. Here we are. Yeah. You know? Wow. No, that's crazy. And uh, that's good stuff. I mean, honestly, I'm really thankful for both of you and I'm thankful for you really sharing with us, uh, some of your story. I know you guys got a lot more stories to share, you know, and I'm sure your book is coming out soon. You should mention that is we got a deal. For yeah. You. <laughs> <Shark>. <laughs> we'll both re be writing books at the same time. Yeah. Right? There you right. go. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Well, I honestly, again, I appreciate your guys' time. I wish you guys the best at everything. I know we're going to see you. Um, I know I'm planning on coming out to Channel Island to, oh, good. to, get, to get some stuff here soon. So, uh, all right, sounds yeah. great. Good. But so like see. I said, come out not just to the because you know we're working that day. Yeah, so if I you know. Guys, want to come out? You know, come out and just spend the afternoon with us, and we'll go to the beach together. That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah it sounds like yeah. a good idea. <laughs> right. 
Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys again. And we really thank appreciate you. everything. And well, thank, thank you. you. And, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you soon. Okay. Thank All you. Right, take-